0: Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool You know what that sound is, Todd? That sound is of satisfaction Uh, It's a Snickers, you know why I'm eating a Snickers? Um... Are you hangry? Because it took us 90 minutes to figure out how to get uh, both speakers on the computer and both speakers to record. It's just, it's been 90 minutes of hell.
1: It's been fun. But But you know, uh, hey. Here we are in heaven now. Oh, we are in heaven. And even though the sky is cloudy outside and there's snow on the ground, uh, we'd like to welcome all of you back to uh, season number two of Her Ice. Uh, This is episode number one of this is a podcast that me and Peter like to discuss topics. (coughs) which focus on uh, Minnesota girls high school hockey. We like to chat about players, games, hot topics, and anything related to the coolest game on the earth. Coolest game. It is. Uh, temperature on the ice is always cooler than any other game that you can play. <laughs> uh, we are broadcasting uh, live from Studio 1A at the YHH home office here in Bloomington, Minnesota. And her ice is proudly sponsored by Map South. Yeah. Great addition from Map South. We've talked about them before. They've had great training opportunities uh, as well as non um non-association teams that you can register and be part of during the summertime but this year this year map south in located in mendota heights not only has on ice and off ice training but it has a girls training program now which it is does. directed by Christie uh, christy king uh so if you're a gal or gal or guy <laughs> or in between uh check out map hockey and they will have an opportunity for you to Get yourself up to speed. Peter, welcome to uh, Season 2. How are you feeling today after that Snickers? <laughs> well, I've had a mini Snickers. I've had three Red Bulls. I've had a
0: Diet Coke. And I had two cups of coffee before I left the house this morning. So I, I think I'm good.
1: I think we're good. So if we're good, let's jump right into the reason, we, yeah. the reason we're here is because, hey, the... Uh, girls high school season kicks off this week in fact tomorrow. It kicks off tomorrow there was a little bit of a opening last week there was a uh, little uh, scrimmage fest scrimmage. over at the pick at the jamboree at jamboree over at the uh plymouth ice center it had breck and benil and edina and farmington holy hey. family and wisetta uh i wasn't there were you there no, I wasn't there. Okay. I just want to give a little pop saying we know there's been some games I've kind of got started, yeah. but for the most part. Um, but uh, Peter is one of our our head uh, writers here with YHH and also one of the best-known uh, girls hockey minds in the state that I know of. So we want to jump right away into his preseason uh, top fives for both the double A and A's. Which one do you want to start with, the biggies or the littles? Let's start with the biggies. Okay. Uh, not a ton of
0: departure from what you could probably – uh, come up with with virtually no research, three-time defending champion, Edina. Shock. Uh, they're going to be number one. They lose a couple of key players, CeCe Bowlby, Annie Keel, uh, Mallory Uline, and goaltender Ellie Stripmutter, who I think was one of the most underrated goaltenders in the state last year. Don't have to
1: be good goalie in that
0: squad. But they get to replace them with Uma Cornea, who won two state championships as a 7th grader and an 8th grader at Breck. She returns to Adana. She's a product of the Adana Youth System. She'll be the goalie for the Hornets. And they also get a transfer from Selects Academy uh, at Bishop Kearney, which is in New York. Emma Connor, she's a Penn State commit. She'll help soften the blow of losing Bowlby and Keel.
1: So right after, and so that's great because it leads right into our number two team, uh, who is going to be facing Adana tomorrow in the kickoff, if you would. Or Number one versus number two has got to be the best way to start this season I think so now number two is going to be that Andover squad which got so <coughs> close so close they've been so close last year they lost in overtime in the semifinals uh, at at the X to little Brainerd, little fouls yeah so they're on the hype of uh, doing bigger and better things we've been watching little their Andover program for a long time because the youth program has been jumping through the roof. Again, their, their 10s are going to be awesome this year. Mm-hmm. Their 12s are going to be awesome this year. And now you're going to have a couple others. For example, you got Junior Forward and uh, Minnesota Commit. Peyton Hemp, who's going to be probably a runner for that uh, Miss... Miss Hockey, for sure. If she was age-eligible, yeah, she would be. She's certainly a
0: front-runner for the YHH girls player. Oh, right.
1: yes, for sure. But, again, not only do you have her, but, again, you're going to have another junior, Gabby Krause, who's a UMD commit, and then also sophomore, Maddie Kaiser, are both going to jump right into that um, opportunity for the Huskies not to just put goals and goals and goals. Probably all three of them are looking at probably 50-point seasons this year that that's a quite a uh a threesome if you can with I think uh, that's within reach 50 that, points that many reach. points for three girls on one squad um uh and they did lose a little bit uh but they did lose their starting goaltender so due to graduation so likely they're going to have se- uh, senior uh, Amanda Pelkey who's going to be between the pipes and I think it's going to come down to can you out hustle and can you out skate and out score and over because obviously if you're scoring four or five goals a game that still might not be enough. You can you can give up two, three, and you can have like a Dubnik. G G A and you're going to be fine because you're going to win games seven to four. But uh, nope, you get uh, we got Andovers number two, and definitely be knocking that door right behind yeah, the Hornets. And, and I mean, it's not
0: too much of a drop off going from Stumo to Pelkey. Obviously, Stumo had a great year last year, but Pelkey's been on the varsity for two years. She knows the drill. She knows we'll how to get herself it. ready for a game. They're also going to bring true. in um, a couple of players, Issagello and Josie Hemp, from that 15A team. That did so well last year. They should slide in into the uh, ghetto, into the top six forwards, and Hemp should have a regular shift on defense. Uh, Number three, we've got Blake, shocker, um, back-to-back section final losses to eventual champion Edina. They do lose Miss Hockey, Maddie Reddington, Mm -hmm. and varsity mainstay Izzy Daniel, but... Uh, Cambridge transfer Riley Winters, a sophomore defender who is verbally committed to Minnesota. She had 37 points last year as a freshman on defense. Lily Delandis, a senior committed to Cornell. She uh, might be a front runner for Miss Hockey. She's got 78 goals and 173 points in four varsity seasons. She and Addie Burton, another senior who's committed to Minnesota.
1: Had 56 points last year. Those two are certainly on the Miss Hockey short list. Goodness gracious! Let's see you know, how many Minnesota girls you set on there. I mean, that. Or don't is, forget Audrey Wellington. And they're just building up. You know, already Maddie's already there. But um, so yeah, Minnesota's is just going to keep getting stronger. We'll talk about those uh, uh, the Gal Gophers later on. I don't know if I want to say Gal Gophers. I don't call them She Gophers. Gopherettes. Just go <laughs> Gopherettes. I like that <laughs> idea. All right, popping the number four spot was one of our favorite teams last year to watch. Was that Forest Lake squad? Um, obviously, they were driven, of course, with um, Alan Ger- uh, Gerner, I should say. Um, she is back, and on the preseason she is probably probably a top candidate for goalie of the year. Um, they're going to, gonna, uh, she's going to be the backbone. I mean, she was 25-3 and last year, which is pretty much their entire record. Uh, so she played every single minute for them, and she had a low goals allowed average of 175 with a 9-12 uh, save percentage and six shutouts. So um, It always comes out of defense, and Forest Lake definitely is in good hands with the big G in the net. Um, They do got a lot of, one thing about Forest Lake is on their side they're going to have 13 seniors this year so it's like, I don't say it's a do or die year for Forest Lake but when you get that many seniors and they have a lot of camaraderie and it's, you know, they've all stuck together, they've been there. Uh, A couple Forward to come to mind is going to be Brooke Remington who had 42 points last year, Ashley Mills who had 41, and uh, Bria Parent who was going to UMD afterwards. Uh, she had 33 points last year. So all those seniors, that part of it, uh, scoring combined. Plus you get junior defender uh, Rachel G- uh, G- uh Goldnitz, uh, who's going to go to Colgate after her senior year, hopefully. And then you get Ellen Nelson who's committed to Minnesota State, aka Mankato State. Mankato, Mankato uh, scores. So Forest Lake is still looking really good and they're just chomping at the bit to get to that next level which uh i don't want to say underdog but i definitely see them they're going to be in top five all year long um uh, yeah do or die seems a little dramatic
0: for high school athletics but this is the i believe this is the same group that won state as 12 a's in 2015 so this group has been good forever right? they've been carrying the banner for forest lake they've been the association in the town's flagship program f- since 2015 so, yeah,
1: do, do maybe a software way of saying do or die, but uh, do or don't. we we'll call it do or don't. Do or don't, I like that. But uh, like you said, been doing bigger and better things, but they just, they're running into teams who are just a little bit. Lost in overtime to Andover in the section final last year. They have to go through a gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And North Ray County moves into 7 w two. Yep, but you know what? Kudos to them sticking around, and they're going to stick it through. it will be fun to watch those seniors ride it out as best they can. Uh, we've got Minnetonka at number five. Minnetonka is weird. So they started last year 0 and
0: three, tough start. But they had a tough schedule to start with too. They did have a tough schedule, and then they ended the year 0 and four. So seven of their lot, seven of their 14 total losses came at the beginning and the end of the regular season. Tough schedule, sure. But we're going to look for a few skippers to take the next step and maybe uh, maybe win some of those games that they lost. Lacey Martin, senior, committed to Boston University. 52 points last year. She had 12 goals and 19 points in the postseason. Crazy. Uh, Kaylee Crawford, a Harvard commit, a junior, 23 points last year. Maybe the best D pairing if they decide to play them together. And Rory Gilday and Maggie Nicholson, one of the best D pairings in the state. Uh, Gilday, a junior. She's committed to uh, Cornell. I can't read my own writing. And then Nicholson, the all-world defender, senior, is committed to Minnesota. Oh here, another gopher. Yeah, another gopher. And they also they've got a D one commit. Between the pipes and Rock too, so the one talent all
1: over the place. The one thing I say about Minnetonka is like, is as we see some of these other, t- we talk about, um, and again we're not bragging when we say, hey, so and so is committed to Colgate, so and so is committed to you, so and so. It's just like they have made that commitment and they are that good of a player that there's D1 programs who are acknowledging that they are that good of a player. And obviously, with we want to give a little reprimand, a little, a little credit to all those gals in the state that are getting those D1 scholarships because this is a state of hockey and they're that good. <laughs> (laughs) The one thing that I see about Menasonka, and I I saw it about last year, is like, he kept talking about, oh, they always, always D1 commits, always D1 commits. I was like, okay, where's the, where's the D1 camaraderie? Why why aren't
0: you winning 20 games?
1: That was the thing that I was like, why is not everything gelling? I don't know if it was because it was last year Eric Johnson and some of the seniors weren't coming through, but the whole squad, it was just like you're looking for, usually when you're saying, oh, they got D1, they got D1, D1, they should be at, Unbelievable team. They should be undefeated. They should maybe have one or two big losses. Maybe we'll do Diana or Andover. Or maybe lost a close one Forest Lake. But Tonka just has a lot to prove this year. And putting them at the five spot—that's that's gutsy, especially when the of the season. <laughs> but again, you're looking at it on paper and pencil, and what they show. And so they should be in that spot. We'll just see if they, they should come be. through. They should. Yeah,
0: rounding out Class 2A. They're not in the top five, but I want to throw North Wright County in there. They could cause some problems. North Wright leaves the Mississippi A Conference. Where let's face it, not a difficult schedule, and they move into the late conference, and they also move into Section Seven in Class Two A. They could shake both of those up. Late conference will give North Wright County the tougher schedule that they so desperately need to be prepared for playoffs, and Seven Double A just got a whole heck of a lot tougher with North Wright County moving. Oh my gosh, that's just damn default, damn That's fault. It. I, I don't. I still don't understand it. I'm sure we'll complain about it as the season rolls along, but Section Six and Section Seven in Class Two A are absolutely. Very true.
1: Overweighted. Let's slide over to the, the small A. And I don't want to say they're smaller, cause the small A because obviously you have some A. unbelievable teams. I mean, definitely the top five teams. For sure, the top three could compete with anybody whatsoever in the double A just because it's an enrollment number. And obviously, they're small enrollments that will pop up and play higher level. So let's crack off with the single A uh, top five, uh, starting with your triple back-to-back-to-back champs. Back
0: th- well, I think they're just back-to-back. I think they've only won two. I was think I was back to back to back. Udina's Dinah's back to back to back. They are. Maybe oh well. Anyway, uh Breck, the plucky upstarts from Golden Valley, Minnesota, who have managed to stockpile division one commits like nobody's business. Olivia Mobley's back, Sadie Lindsay's back, Allison Qualley's back, Ava Lindsay's back. So they have scoring up and down. The key will be replacing Uma Cornea and Ali Francick. They had the luxury of two outstanding goalies last year where they could just kind of rotate no matter who played, they had a shot to win. So it looks like there's a girl named Belle Kelly on the roster. Um, I googled Belle Kelly. She doesn't seem to exist. But there was a Kelly Bell out there who... Uh, Weird. Yeah, so the hockey, uh, the girls' hockey website might be wrong. And then the other goaltender on the roster is freshman Sarah Peterson, another Redina product. Uh, she could slide into Cornell's spot. I'm not saying she is Uma, but she had a pretty good stretch at Minnesota High Performance 15s this spring.
1: So it'll be interesting in net for Breck, but they've got everything else going for them. For sure. I, I really realized in my notes, I wrote on there, embarking or working toward their third championship. So mm-hmm. that's why I was thinking this three. Oh, yeah. the, the so quote working, under the... Quoting under three, you know what like I... You know, pre-game or, or pre-podcast notes, I put yeah. three next to the name and <laughs> guess what I meant? I meant like they're going for their third in a the row. They are, they're going so for, their definitely their hey, for their third. Hey, one team that's going to stand in the way is that mighty team from the Northwest, the Warroad Lady Warriors. Uh, they were right there on the doorstep uh, last year losing a heart, uh, I don't say a heartbreaker, we thought for sure everything was lining up right there for them, but when they came against Breck in the championship everybody was on the Warrior train and unfortunately got derailed by the Mustangs. Um, Returning last year's senior, uh, Hannah She She's going to be a dynamite player again this year. The 08, uh, she is back. She's very committed to Merrimack, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, to see if she can repeat with that 80-point season she had last year. Of course, then they got junior uh, forward Genevieve Hendrickson, who's coming back, and she's going to go to Franklin Pierce on the east side, Uh, so she is also going to be helping the Warriors uh, see if they can repeat with that 28-1-1 record, Uh, and on the back side, they got uh, defensive uh, defensive mates of uh, Kotlowski and also uh, Quinn Kuntz who have moved on. Uh, so we're looking for defenders for like. Uh, yeah, they,
0: they need a goalie and they need a defender to step up. So this, uh, this is going to
1: be a big test for
0: War. There's 16 eighth to ninth graders on the roster, so you need big production out of some players who've never played high school hockey before. It's but they've had really play- good
1: young program coming up. So again, it could be the same thing where if they get if they're scoring four or five goals a game. Because of either HC or our Genevieve Hendrickson, maybe they can only give up maybe three and four, and they're safe. But I, again, with Olivia last year, she, with I'm sorry, with Quinn Coontz, she was not getting a lot of shots because it was like the, she was making like ten saves. Yeah, she had like 16 shutouts last year. Because that's, ridiculous. It, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I couldn't do that on NHL 19. <laughs> but, yeah, but again, th- I think your key is right there that they're, it's going to be goaltending, and can the young kids step in for the uh, the. The seniors are left.
0: Uh, Speaking of young kids, Proctor Hermantown comes in at number three. They finished third in the state last year. Back-to-back appearances in the third-place game. They have a new coach, Emma Stabler, which we'll get to here in a minute, replacing Glenn Gilderman. But proctor hermantown has had a solid group led by Alyssa Watkins and Michaela Finney since they were youngsters. They're both juniors, so they're upperclassmen. They should have a handle on high school by now. Sydney Scorch will also help out in the scoring department. Both goalies, Samantha Go- Samantha Lewis and Ryan Gray, are both gone. Uh, Vivi Helquist and Abby... Pajari, Pajari. I don't know if it's a if it's a soft J, but uh, Hellquist was the only one who faced any action last year. Uh, Fifteen shots. So questions in goal for Proctor, Hermantown, but they're pretty much set
1: everywhere else. Well, it leads up to uh, I think that becomes a common theme uh, with the single eyes is is going to be goaltending. Another key goaltending move was um, Mount Westonka. Uh, they did lose their most valuable player in goaltender Taylor Swift. The
0: Taylor Taylor Smith.
1: Don't call me Tay Tay. Uh, <laughs> she was nearly in every single game last year for the White Hawks. Was, they won 19. She recorded six shutouts, uh, and it was Sarah uh, Senior with Sarah Larson, who was a senior this year, did play about over 100 minutes last year. So she is experienced in the varsity. Uh, So it's not she's going in there cold turkey. She has an experience of seeing some varsity shots. So uh, a key right there for the White Hawks is going to be goaltending. Can they have a reproduction, if I can, for that stellar goaltend they had last year? Again, they're still a very very young team. Uh, they're led by junior forward Grace Peterson who had 41 points last year and the uh, Kaylee Nickham who actually chance to see her sister skate this summer uh, who's a sophomore this year has 33 points last year and then of course Phenomenal freshman Sydney Leonard who had 26. So that was our offensive production last year So another year of experience for those guys ga- those gals is really going to help them uh, even though Larson's the only senior on the squad um, We'll see if last year was for real, and if goaltending is going to be a key, and uh, can they get that goaltending, and then hopefully these uh, these gals who are the scoring can come up and, and fill in that void for uh, last year's seniors. I think they got a bit of a wake up call during the state tournament.
0: They're undefeated going in, and then they run into Breck, and Breck abs. I was on the glass shooting photos for that game, and Breck just rolled over Mount West Tonka.
1: I think some of that part of too is you get so used to playing such certain you know. Uh, opponents and then you just realize there's another tier which is what Breck is out that another tier so you're like you can either look at it like oh my god we're not very good or what do we need to do to get ourselves to the next tier do you maybe need to schedule a couple tough non-conference teams in the Metro so you know when you come against a Breck Edina Andover what have you that you can compete against them uh, or when you get to state that you're gonna have to maybe go against Royal or you're gonna go against Breck or Proctor Hermantown for that that matter you got to have schedule a tough non-schedule uh, a non-conference schedule. Yeah. they'll help you in the long run.
0: It looks like they have a couple of quality games here against single A competition. Matamidai won't be bad. Holy Family is going to be good at double A. They get them twice in conference games. Alexandria should be pretty good. Chaska Chan always tough. But the the teams that are standing on the podium at the end of the year, like Warroad and like Breck, they schedule these monster double A opponents. Where yeah, you might take your bumps and bruises, but you become a better player for it. Yep. So we'll see if the Red Hawks can overcome excuse me the Wright County Conference schedule. Coming in at number 5 and finally we've got Rochester Lords Lords who lost to Fergus Falls in the consolation finals last year. Uh, They bring back three of their four leading scores and their starting goaltender. And in Class A hockey, that means a whole heck of a lot. Uh, Emma Schmitz comes back after recording 62 points. She's committed to Sacred Heart. Maggie Hansel, who I had no idea, but is verbally committed to Boston University. Dang! 35 points from the blue line for Maggie Hansel. And senior goaltender, Corin Hansen, who played every minute for Rochester Lords last year, posting a couple of shutouts lords has a ton of pieces back i think they make another run to the state tournament
1: i think you're right i don't i think that 11 losses is kind of misleading and again there's i think somewhat in the same boat as say Mount West Tonka where when you are playing the 507 you may not get the toughest competition so you're going to have to get higher single a's or going to have to get a couple double a's to kind of round out your schedule to make you stronger and play that upper level
0: and you get really good
1: bus time yeah, some quality. Rochester's not bad, like a buck and a half to the city. A Buck so and a half, buck and a half to the south. The metro. Hey, you look at world. Probably the most traveled squad. They were in the metro. What? How many weekends in a row last year? It felt like three straight weekends they made the trip. Yep, and crazy. You have to more, what down here, Seoul. so yeah, loads has got Breck november 23rd that'd be a good one st paul united who's always
0: in the mix in section four mm-hmm. in the middle of december egan who's gone to i believe three straight section finals in the third week of december they've got world in rochester Ooh, ooh, we might have to make a, uh, oh, a wait, wait. i think that's during
1: founders cup though that was a heck of a well funny we'll be in rochester yeah weird i'll be, we'll be right there i'll <laughs> be at the rexton i'm sure ah graham uh, Is that great! Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. They're, that's right. They do it. Oh, that's gonna be a dandy if it's right there. It'll be a dandy. Danny, I'll just show my press pass. Yeah, nobody call us on January 17th. <laughs> I'm busy. We're busy. All right. Hey, uh, we've done a, a lot of chatting here, and a, we got a little behind the clock, but little, we're going to move forward. We're going to talk about a few big games, because like we said, um, the opener is tomorrow. So we want to pinpoint uh, a couple games this weekend, as we do every podcast. We want to look at some games that are coming up this weekend, which are circle on your calendar. Uh, there hasn't been one yet, so these are definitely, uh, in my case, I've actually highlighted them with a nice bright <laughs> yellow. So... Um, Obviously, the big tilt, uh, Some uh, one of our coworkers called the Daytona 500 game <laughs> <laughs> of the season. Which <laughs> Hopefully, it <laughs> doesn't last as long as the Daytona I 500. I hope not, yeah. I would probably get bored after oh like, the second lap. Uh, and over at Braymar, uh is going to go on tomorrow, 7 o'clock. That would be a big tilt. We'll um, be there. Be a nice one. Yep, we'll definitely be there in full force. A couple of squads I want to throw out there real quick they are coming up this weekend uh, is YZ is traveling to Anoka to take out Anoka Spring Lake Park, which I think Anoka Spring Lake Park might be a new co-op.
0: I will I will say this. I got a text message from a girls' high school coach, and we were chatting about teams and about who might be good, and he said, watch out for Anoka Spring Lake Park. Could be a sneaky co-op. Mm-hmm. Maddie Meshuga, mm-hmm. oh, yes. it, I believe, is still there. The yes be on the list for Miss Hockey if it's 10 players
1: long. So yeah, maybe keep an eye on Anoka Spring Lake Park. Definitely. Uh, another one, of th- uh, put in your calendar this this weekend, tomorrow or this weekend, is going to be Holy Family at, re- at Eastridge. Uh, that's Bielenberg. The okay. reason I bring that up is because Holy Family just seems to be on people's tongues the last couple of weeks. Talk Did about you say Holy Angels or Holy Family? Holy Family. Oh, okay. I, I think you t- said Holy
0: <laughs> Angels at first, and I thought, oh, I've never seen two teams with Vegas gold as part of their colors True. go at it.
1: But anyway, uh, well, yes. Yeah, so anyway, so Holy Family, that's going to be the beginning because I think Holy Family is going to be one to watch out for this year. Um, another one to watch out is going to be Mount Westonkin like that we talked about before. They're going to be traveling down to New Ulm. Uh, and then Proctor Hermitage is traveling over to Cloquet Esco Carlton. So that's going to be a good tilt as of tomorrow. That's a section battle already. Mm-hmm. Well, get started away. Um, an interesting one, too, just because they're big rivals, and I, I wanted to mention this too, is White Bear Lake against... Mademirai. That's always a good one. A good one? That's how you start your season off? Yeah. That's I
0: got, with that. I got one more game to throw out. Yeah, On Saturday, Maple Grove and Eden Prairie, two teams just outside the top ten. You mentioned Holy Family. Mm. Holy Family, Maple Grove, and Eden Prairie were three of the last teams that I crossed off before making my top ten. So they're in the mix between uh, between ten and fifteen.
1: Another one i throw out there, too, before we move on, to, is going to be talking about Bloomington-Jefferson is traveling up to <laughs> the northwest part of the state. They're traveling on a nice uh, two-game they're going to be playing at Moorhead on Friday. And they're going to be or playing at Moorhead that a state tournament preview? You know, uh, but it know, could that's be. Like a quarterfinal matchup could, preview? could be. Yeah, so they take on the Spuds on Friday. And then they take on the Otters on Saturday. Hey, everybody's undefeated right now. That's right. So looking good there. All right. Hey, moving on a little bit. Um, I want to give a little love uh, to... Oh, actually, before we do the love, uh, we're, talk- we're talking about some players that have played in Minnesota h- high school girls hockey and had some great accolades this last week. But I want to jump back to uh, we talked about some coaches were making changes. some changes, and we want to talk about quick five of them that are I think worth uh, noteworthy. There might oh, be one or two that were missing. Obviously, three, three
0: out of the five teams went to state last year. It's not often you see a state tournament team change coaches and
1: made it to section and made it to the. Semifinals. All three, all three, of them made it to the uh, the semifinals. So first of all, we'll talk about Minnetonka. So out in Minnetonka is Eric Johnson, who is there for fifteen, I remember, 15, 15, years. 15 years. And in is going to be Tracy Cassano, who's coming up from Burnsville, former Gopher captain. Yep. So you're going to hear a couple Gophers in here. Um, another change at the helm is going to be Ed Wyzetta, who is up and coming. Like we talked about them before, they're in the top five. Um, I, I'm sorry. They're number six. They're just things. outside. Just outside. Six. You have to you have to read the preview to find out about Rosetta. Right. But uh, in the meantime, go to the website. They made a big change where they've got Jess Scott is stepping down, and then the, the William the Williamson family is taking over <laughs> uh, the Ladies of Troy. So it's going to be daughter Taylor and dad Dean are going to be taking over
0: the Ladies of Troy. Yeah, Taylor, the 2015 Miss Hockey Award winner. Taylor played for Edina all the way through youth and high school. It'll be interesting when she meets Edina for the first time, Jess Scott like you said, steps down. She's now the director of hockey operations for the Gopher Women's
1: Program. Boom. Uh, Brainerd made a change as well. Uh, Jim Ernster had stepped out after his... Uh, state tournament run (laughs) last year which ended with again with the defeat to Idana in double overtime Uh, and Jack Freeman is going to be taking over the reins for the Lady uh, Warriors in Brainerd so that will be a nice hopefully Brainerd will be able to stay up there and uh, return greatness and maybe bring it back to state Uh, another big change is going to be over in Stillwater Um, Lee Gillespie stepped down as the head coach of the girls and Mira Yaluso. Yaluso Yaluso Mira, I get perfect. (laughs) Mira. Mira. But so she has taken over. She's been running um, a lot with the youth program. She was in charge of the 12 A's last year. She also runs the Ice Cougars. She was an assistant coach at Rosetta last year, too. And she was with Hamlin, I believe, goalie coach at Hamlin. She's all over the place. Yeah, she's got a couple different pieces here. So she's going to be taking over the reins of the ponies. Get it? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) As full-time girls. (laughs) High school coach. The so whirlwind energy will be a welcome sight at the Rex yes, She's she is passionate. She is 150% hockey. There's nothing else that she breathed except for hockey, hockey, and probably fumes from the uh, Zamboni. Uh, one more big change we're going to talk about is at Proctor Uh Glenn uh, Gilderman is stepping down, and Emma Stauber is taking over the Magic. It's a hell of a name to have if you're Miracle. in the Duluth area coaching hockey yeah that's uh you, i've seen that name once or twice but she's, got, she's inheriting a ton of talent up there. Yeah, and like you said before, that 15-8 team has been dynamite, and now they're just going to jump right into probably the varsity opportunities, and we'll see if the PHs can uh, bring them back to state and hopefully get over that last hump. As Again, last year they lost to World Road in the semifinals. So, all right, Let's uh, change gears just a smidge. We were talking about a couple girls last week. They had some great um, accolades, if you would. Uh, they're both Minnesota gals. First, we're going to talk about Grace Zambweko, who – is from uh, Breck when she played her high school hockey and she was voted for the second week in a row the WCHA Forward of the Week as the Gophers beat um, uh, Wisconsin this weekend. So she had two goals and two assists to earn that accolade. Not only did she get the WCHA award, but she was also named the third star of the week by the NCAA. So that's pretty cool uh, on Grace's. So congratulations, Grace, of uh, Uh, having a great weekend first star in our eyes word uh another one i want to throw up there too because we're kind of peeking at some of the players we had last year uh i was kind of like not really uh, looking for opportunities and some stories to write, but I was like, I wonder how some of our players last year are doing now as you peek <laughs> at some of them. Freshmen and some of the, of the you know, because a lot of the women's hockey has been going on and they have those weird Friday afternoon games. And so took a little peek and it turns out that uh, one of our own here, uh, Kelsey King, who uh, was from Elk River last year. Elk uh, River she, star. She is a freshman out of Mankato. Or some people call that Minnesota State. And she was nominated the WCHA Rookie of the Month. Uh, for October and so in 10 games she had six points so kudos to uh, Miss King and having a great s- freshman beginning to her college career so uh, I want to give a little love to both those uh, Miss King and Miss Zumwinkle and uh, Minnesota pride in the great state of hockey Kaboom. all right uh, let's have a little face-off Base off his little piece to throw a little topic Let's out do it. and see what's shaking. So last week, uh, if you were underneath the rock, you have no idea that Amy uh, Potomac had probably one of the best goals you're going to see. I'm not one to say like it's the best goal I've ever seen in my entire life because you're always going to see some good. Um, but it got me thinking a little bit as me and Peter again, getting ready for today's podcast of talking about, you know, that was a really good goal. And Butcher Gross was all over it. Talking about it should have been, you know, I'm quitting ESPN if this is not play, play you know, number one play of the night, which it was phenomenal. She did the old coming in the shootout at, against Wisconsin. Came, she was uh, skating in on the right side. Can't, I don't think I can even describe it again. Came <laughs> through, went between the legs, went top corners. Goalie was sliding with her. Great play. Goalie toy totally bit it. And then we said... Well, first of all, what do you call that? I was going to call it a tweener because there's more guys and gals doing that shot over and over. Matthew Chuck had that winning overtime goal yeah. this week with the same. It was a, a live action. He's got defensemen on him. So <laughs> what's making that play so good now? And is it just everybody's doing the tweener? Or is there something different about it? I will say
0: that I first saw the tweener when Merrick Malik did it. Back in the day for the New York Rangers, and the call and something like, In on Coles, you scores! Ha ha ha! Between the legs! You can, you can YouTube it. Her between the legs was much better than Merrick Malik. She pulled off the move with grace and aplomb, and Merrick Malik just butchered it, even though he scored. But I think that it's kind of run its course. It's a little bit like the Michigan. I would rather watch the original footage of the first Michigan goal than watch people try
1: it over and over and over again because more often than not it fails. Well, and, it, and it, the only th- reason that brings up the, the point is because it happened twice this week since last week, and they were now they now it's going from be, be, be and I even talked to my son who plays high school. He was not calling it the Michigan goal because he wasn't around during the Michigan goal. They're calling it the lacrosse goal now, which is the new term that the kids are using because it looks like you have the puck. Of course, he's a lacrosse guy. It looks like you have the puck the lacrosse stick and you're basically just going around the net and you're just flipping in no. it happened twice it happened in sweden i think it was then also happened uh in the nhl so um i was the nhl or is it college and you know, uh, carolina guy oh uh, uh, i believe it was um so, so anyway. sweet calf kind of. yep so um it's 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 a, uh, going back to amy's tweener and and she's coming to shoot out it's still a, it's a magnificent play more and more kids are trying to practice that the between the legs shot if it goes in you look amazing if you don't you know defenseman's gonna poke check you go gonna stick check you um i still think it's amazing that you can actually get your stick around your body to have enough torque on that to actually uh, to move it and flip it like she was able to gracefully just flip it up obviously that's not just waking up one morning and say i'm gonna try the tweener which is my She's turn. done that in practice a few times, but I still think just the hand-eye coordination piece is amazing. But um, I don't see it as run its course. But um, it definitely was amazing. It was definitely a part of the game, and interesting to see if how you can outdo that. It's kind of like remember when the slam dunk competition it used to be amazing, and they were like, "Okay, I've seen ten thousand dunks. <laughs> do something different. How about if you turn off your lights? How about if you do it blindfolded? Jump over a car?" But you, I, you really have to amaze me now. I think for the for a <laughs> good slam dunk. Otherwise, it's a joke. Anyway. All right, uh, we're up to the time of the program where we ask Peter three questions. Yay. Um, we're doing pretty good in time. We got caught up a little bit. I think we're doing pretty well. We're at thirty-three, right? right yeah, now. the preseason was great, so kind of. I'm avoid. pretty sure
0: everybody turned it off after they heard. No, the no, no. Run. They're
1: so. waiting for this part right here. This is this is the jump and This videos. is it. Yep, this is it. All right, so question number one, which goes t- to Peter. He has that been pre. Um, Prepped for this. So, uh, the question going to, I read about this once and I saw there's a couple of Minnesota teams who are doing this, but the girls' levels are thinking about splitting the B level. Um, obviously, we went through the part where everybody had A teams and then also they said, Realize we need to have this thing called this double A. I feel now that we're getting close to where the girls are going to start, s- the girls are not going to switch to a double A and a single A, but I think the Bs are looking at possibly doing a splitting of the Bs. Your thoughts? Going with a b1 team and a b2 team like to the 10s the 12s what are your thoughts you know i i played
0: c in youth hockey and it always felt like the b2 team wasn't that much different from us it just depended on how much the parents wanted to put into it because it was travel hockey and you had to travel around a little bit i like the b2 level i think it gives kids a chance to work on their skills in a more competitive setting than simply playing in-house
1: okay there are some squads that either have a B2 or a C. I mean, like you said, there's not much of a difference. But they're like, well, we have an A squad, and then we've got that. Well, it's not really a B1 level, so we're going to be at a B2 level. But we're not really – I mean, mind you, there's no C for girls. Yeah. So that kind of prompted me, too, because I saw a little story about that. Like, should we have C hockey in girls, or should maybe we maybe just split the Bs into B1, B2? Well, there's also, I remember there was a team – I won't mention it right now but they were playing
0: a 12 UB state tournament there was a girl on their team who didn't play very much and when I say didn't play very much I mean she got her fifth shift of the game came in like the fourth oh. overtime or something yes, and she scored the winner and she scored the winner and on the one hand that's awesome she scored the game winning goal that's super cool but wouldn't she have benefited more from playing sea hockey and playing more than five shifts in seven periods of hockey I agree with
1: you 100% on that one I do. It kind of, yeah, there's another story. I'll go with that, but I won't (laughs) go that far. So, all right, uh, question number two. When you are hot and heated and you're in the middle of a 90-minute, what the heck is going on with my electronic system? How does Peter, Adni, keep cool? I turned to the Internet.
0: We just started Googling inputs and outputs and how to work a mixer board, even though we've done this 15 times. We've done 15 episodes, and it still took us... 16. We had one in the summer. That's right. And we had an hour... We still needed an hour and a half to figure this out. I don't know. I, I'm i not very good at internalizing my frustrations. I usually end up firing back verbally, but
1: I don't think that makes me any different than most people who work in a competitive field like hockey. No. What about you? Um... I try to break myself away from the situation. You try not to swear, too. I try not and to swear. And that's too. more funny than hearing you swear. Yep. I try to break away, alienate myself, and give myself some walk-away time so I can <laughs> come back and don't say something or do something which is bad. I'm not a physical person, but sometimes I just get very frustrated with situations and myself, and so I've got to step away from the situation. When I think about it and step away, gain composure, go for a walk, go outside, 32 degrees, I don't care, cool off. Um, drink a Diet Coke. No, I'm kidding. I don't drink Diet Coke. I'm on my second one. Just take myself out of the situation <laughs> helps out the best. All right, third question. I know we're a hockey podcast, but we can't. We got to talk about the elephant in the room when you're talking sports in Minnesota. Even though Andover and Yada <laughs> is tomorrow, <laughs> Jefferson is at Moorhead on Friday, but Saturday Gophers, Penn State at TCF Bank. Who do you like?
0: Penn State. Oh, you're a
1: loser. I,
0: I am a loser, but I think Penn State is a better team. I think Penn State's a deeper team. Um, I like their depth on the D-line. They the key. it? Yeter. It's Yeter. He has a hyphenated last name. Yeter Gross Matos. Wow. Who's going to be an NFL first-rounder. Linebacker? I think he's an edge rusher. Oh, edge rusher. He's an edge rusher. Okay. but yeah. I like I like Penn
1: State. I'm close, a, but I like Penn I'm State. a homer. I am uh, hoping the Gophers have a big ups, uh, big upset. I know it's a big upset, but I'm hoping that they can uh, bring on the chipmunks. If you're going to be going to the game, make sure and wear your gold because it's going to be rock and rolling. And it'd be j- I think it's just it's great for the the campus and for the university to have a prime highlighted game it's national televised everybody's gonna be watching it even if they lose I mean even with eight wins they still are looking at a really good New Year's Day Bowl mm-hmm. uh, and I think Penn State would be a really a good benchmark to say hey this program's on the up and coming so all right last question do you think Flex stays for the next seven years even though he signed that contract uh, I I say with my heart that yes he will stay for seven years what about your head my head would say he would probably stay for probably three or four, and then <laughs> something bigger. <laughs> this is college football. There's nowhere he's staying for seven years. Or I'm hoping. No way. Anyway, all right. Well, you know what? I'd love to stay and chat about college football a lot longer, but yeah, the people too. they got to get going, <laughs> and uh, this is supposed to be thirty minutes. We're a little over, but hey, we'll make that up next time. This, this is our here. podcast. Oh, that's right. No, I'll save it for next (laughs) time. But hey, uh, first of all, I want to thank Peter for his knowledgeable insight. Thanks for having me, bro. His tireless research. Tireless. In-depth analysis. 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 Same thing. (laughs) This is Todd Elk, retired. Thank you for listening to Her Ice, because it's not his ice. It's not his his ice. So hey, take care of yourself and each other. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. Used to keep it cool, used to be a
0: fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool